Hi, I'm Susie Garden, naturopath and nutritionist, yoga and meditation instructor. Welcome to the Wellness Glow podcast for women who want inspiring and practical solutions to feel abundant energy and vitality on the inside and look radiantly healthy on the outside. Each week, I talk all things gut health and mind-body connection. If you want to find out more about me, check me out at susiegarden.com. Welcome to the show. This week on The Wellness Glow, we have a special guest. We have Roxy Isla, who's a yoga teacher from Brisbane, and she does a few other things as well, but I'll let her talk about that. Um, I've known Roxy for a couple of years now. She's been one of my yoga students in Brisbane, and she's a gorgeous person. I can't wait for you to meet her. Hey, Roxy. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much for your warm welcome. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, Roxy, let's tell people a little bit about yourself. I, I have been a teacher for one year and um, I've been practicing consistently for five years and then on and off for 10 years before that. And um, I, I'm originally from PNG and um, and then came over for study and then I grew roots and have stayed <laughs> and made Brisbane home. Awesome. Yeah, for those who are not quite sure where PNG is, PNG is Papua New Guinea, which is just kind of northwest of Australia. So very, very close. And yeah, so you've been here for how long, Roxy? Over 10 years. Yeah, since 96. Wow, long time. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And so tell us a little bit about your story. So, I mean, I've invited Roxy on to talk about um, her journey, her mental health journey, and how yoga has helped her with that. And so, Roxy, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what's your story? Yeah, Uh, no worries. I um, I started uh, working in advertising and, and marketing, so that's what I studied at, at uni. And I I really love the creative side of it. And after uni for five years, I, I jumped straight into my career. And um, uh, I didn't realize how important mental health and wellness was. Um, and working in corporate and in um, advertising agencies as well was quite hectic for me. Um, At first, I I really did enjoy it and and really loved the pace and thrived on it. But after a while, I didn't keep a a very good balance. And um, so, yeah, that was in my 20s. And it very glamorous in your 20s I think you know the um, advertising and marketing life and when you're working in agencies and corporate space and um, then it got to um, when I turned 30 and I think I just uh, didn't find that balance and started overworking and then got to a point where one day I didn't want to um, get out of bed pretty much um, just because I was uh, exhausted Um, but mentally I was a healthy or physically I'm a healthy 30-year-old woman, but um, mentally like I couldn't uh, move. And so it was at that point I thought, oh, I have to make some changes. And then 
that started me on this this journey of um, finding my feet, I guess, mm. and really looking at uh, anxiety and depression. And I didn't know anything about it, so it started this whole journey. Wow, yeah. And so did you find then that really that kind of, that lifestyle you were leading where you're working hard and also involved, I'm sure there were lots of social events and things like that. And also when you're you're young and in your twenties, you're kind of (laughs) going out to all hours and eating whatever you like and drinking and whatever. And did you find that it kind of just crept up on you? Because the way you describe that is just, you know, one day you couldn't get out of bed. Is that kind of how it was for you? Yeah, uh, that's how it was, yeah. And, um, you know, it was always there in the background. And I guess, like, when I look back now, the the signs were there um, to slow down and take it easy, but, you know, to find that balance. And um, at the time I was overseas in Canada, I was working in an advertising agency and um, it's really exciting, you know, that whole overseas trip. And so I wanted to work hard and I wanted to play hard and socialize. And so, you know, um, it was fun for the first couple of years, but then I I couldn't maintain it. I was, um, I just started working longer hours and then, um, you know, friends would say, Rox, I think you're depressed. I think you're you need to rest, you're working crazy hours. I was like, no, 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 don't be silly. You know, depressed people look like this. I'm like this. I'm not a depressed person or anxious yeah. person. Yeah. Yes. So it's kind of denial for a bit. And then mm. physically my body was like, you need to slow down. Yeah, yeah. So what kind of factors do you think led to your, your um, feeling like this, like in terms of diet or the way you were working or were you exercising a lot or like what was going on for you at the time mm. or in the lead up? Yeah. yeah. Um, at the time, um, a few things happened, uh, like a, a relationship ended and then um, uh, I didn't know if my visa was coming or going in Canada. I was having a good time and I, I wanted to stay and I was like, oh, no, I don't want to leave. And so I didn't know if my visa was coming or going. And then I, I um, yeah, had a falling out with some people and then that uh, affected me. I yeah. um, didn't recover very well. And I think one-on-one it would have been good, but I think because it all happened together. Uh-huh. And then I thought, oh, I'll just throw myself into my work. And so I started working um, 60 hour weeks and, um, probably getting obsessive as well, just that unhealthy balance. And then I wasn't, um, like eating very well Mm. and yeah, and then I wasn't exercising at all. And I do love to move and, um, yeah, just this lifestyle wasn't sustainable. Yeah, yeah, certainly sounds like it. And I hear that a lot from people is that, you know, sometimes uh, there are certain things that go on that in isolation would be manageable, but when Mm. you aren't eating that well, if there isn't an exercise sort of practice in place, and then you do have a multiple stressors happening at the same time, Mm. like what you've described, you don't really have those inner resources to keep you going to to mm-hmm. manage I guess what's going on in the environment around you would you say that's mm-hmm. pretty yeah, much exactly you? 
Yeah. So what did you do then? So were you in Canada when this happened? Yeah. Yeah. So what did you do? Um, I had been feeling down for um, a couple of months and I thought, oh, I just need some family time. So I flew home for Christmas and New Year. So I moved, um, I flew up uh, to Oz and then to PNG and then I um, went back after a month. And then I still wasn't able to shake my sadness um, for about five months. And I thought, oh, you know, altogether it's been quite a while. And then it did get to that, yeah, I remember that day that I called in sick to my work, um, you know, that I wouldn't be able to make it just because physically um, I couldn't get out of bed. Um, And then that day I still had emails coming through on my phone and every time it had vibrate I'd feel my throat seize up like I couldn't breathe and I was just panicking all the time and then I thought oh geez I don't want to live like this and um I just thought I'll have to make some big changes this is you know this is no way to live um so then I moved back to Oz and then I wanted to keep building my advertising career so I moved to Melbourne but then I didn't have friends or family there uh, and I struggled for a little while and then I um, that's when I just thought oh I have to see a doctor and so that had been nearly a year that I'd been feeling down and then the doctor confirmed that I was um, depressed and anxious so um, I was was really sad and I, I didn't feel I had the um strength to do it on my own so then I'm went up to PNG uh for a couple of months with my family and then I moved back to Brisbane and started seeing my my doctor and then yeah just um put my career on hold for about um two three years and then uh worked my way up from part-time to full-time work again yeah yeah so you're working Mm -hmm. part-time during this time or not working at all um i i wanted to get full-time work but i think because i was so sad and people can sense that and so i didn't i didn't get a job in um my background at marketing and advertising and so i was like oh you know i can do this i know how to do this in my sleep i've been doing it for years but i think my energy was just really sad so i um i was working in retail for a little while and then um customer service and um you know, I wasn't necessarily working in an area that I like to be creative and yeah. um, have that space. But then I think I just needed to step away for a bit and um, take time out. So I worked um, in a call centre for a couple of years. Uh, and then um, I started to feel better. And then it was, yeah, it was this funny feeling. I was like, oh, you know, I, I feel good. I, I do want to get back into like writing and creating again. I think I just had space in my brain to be able to do that again. Whereas previously I had no space. It was basically like survival. It felt like. Yeah. Yeah. yeah survival sure. mode. Yeah. So if I can go back for a sec to, you said it was about 12 months before you sought yeah help so what did you try were you trying to fix things yourself or were you just ignoring it or what was happening in that 12 months before you actually kind of sought out some medical help I I did try to fix things and I think I thought at the time that a new city would do me good 
but that kind of just made it worse. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was also in denial. I didn't want to, you know, yeah. think that I was not well. And then so you, so you got medical help and then you went back to work. And then, yeah. so when did yoga come in? Um, when I was living um, in Bowen Hills, even I, I knew I needed to commit to something and I'd always been going back to yoga, but I would stay at work. I'd carry my yoga mat, but then I'd stay at work. But then um, when I was finally living closer into my workplace, where I had five minutes, it was a five minute walk to work, then I had more free time. And so I thought, oh, you know, yoga, it offers physical, like the physical movement, and then also um, the opportunity to rest, like just yes. that stillness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I thought, you know, I'll commit just um, to, you know, a six week block going once a week and then um, two weeks of that. I just, I felt really good. You know, just this peace of mind and quiet. Good. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. So you were doing that. And that's probably about when I met you, maybe. Yeah, it was in 2015 and then um, 2016. That's about the time I started at SoHo, 2016, yeah. 17. Yeah. That's about right. Yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. yeah. And so how did you find when you started going to yoga and getting that stillness, how did that make you feel in your body? Yeah, it felt good. Um, just on the mat, I didn't realize I was tired and I kept falling asleep in Shavasana. <laughs> opportunity to rest and um you know the the meditation um that you you take us through as well i i still remember those and practice those myself and yeah just offered stillness and um being okay with yeah. not being okay because I, I yeah teachers would say you know however you land on the mat you don't have to be perfect or look like this or that how you land on the mat is how you land on the mat. And so um, I found it a non-judgmental space. I could just um, come and land on the mat. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And I think what you're saying is so true. I think some people feel really intimidated by coming mm-hmm. into a yoga studio because I guess now these days we get all these images on Instagram of what yoga is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my whole thing is, it's not about the asana or the physical practice, certainly for me anymore. I mean, yoga is more about that mind body connection for me and finding acceptance and finding Mm. stillness. And I, I, I'm very fortunate. The yoga studios that I've worked at have all been like that. Mm. But I do feel like that's sometimes a barrier to people that they feel like, oh, well, I don't look good in yoga pants or I don't know how to do yoga or I'm not very flexible. And so they don't want to come because they just, you know, worry about, I guess, what other people are going to think. But the thing is with yoga, with a good yoga studio, there's not that attitude at all. It's Mm. just everyone's just there doing their own thing and not really worrying about what's going on on the mat next to them. Is that what you mm-hmm. found in most of the studios yeah. you've been to? Absolutely. I, um, 
I was going to a yoga daily life in um, Newstead and then to Soho and yeah, found it really welcoming. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what it should be. And that's what it mm. should be. And so tell me what inspired you to do your teacher training. I uh, really wanted to do teacher training because um, I, I was coming to your classes back to back. So I come to like the 7.30 class and then wait till the 9 o'clock class. <laughs> and uh, then I thought, oh, I'm spending a lot of time at the yoga studio. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I should probably do training and uh and uh it yeah it has given me a lot of joy and a lot of peace as well um and also really helped me um I think it's a really great healing modality as well um for injury um mental health and wellness and even if you are perfectly healthy as well uh it's really great to support you and I guess because of my um history and how it has um played a part in the past five years yeah I really wanted to be able to to share that yeah absolutely because that is something that it's funny I think a lot of people come to yoga for the physical aspect and they come because they want to get more flexible or they want to build some strength and it's not until you actually start doing a regular practice that you realize the positive effects on your mind Mm. and how a regular practice or even like I used to go when I was in my corporate job I would only go once a week but that made a huge difference and the weeks that I couldn't make it I really noticed a difference particularly Mm. in my mind and my my ability to manage stress and I think just having the classes I used to go to were 90 minutes so having that 90 minutes of just purely getting grounded in your body as well as that act, I guess it's activating your um, parasympathetic nervous system. So it's down-regulating your stress response, increasing that rest and digest response just helps you to manage and be aware of the stress that's going on in your body and mind. And that's Mm. what I see a lot in people that come to yoga regularly is that they, they start to have that realization that in fact, even though for the most part, the yoga class is a physical practice, there is something about yoga that that grounds you and brings you back into, I guess, a connection between the body and mind, which I think mm-hmm. is really, really powerful. And as you say, very healing as well, whether it's a physical situation or a mental health situation that, that people might have, it is incredibly healing regardless. And obviously you've found that yourself. Yeah, I think it's uh, amazing because I was doing my practice for a number of years and then I always felt really good. And um, after it, I never left a class feeling worse, you know, I um, felt (laughs) more grounded and and, uh, stable. And then it was only with um, teacher training that I started to learn about the different systems uh, in the body and how it's all connected. And then Penny started dropping like, oh, so that's why I feel like that. It it made me realise, you know, how amazing your body is and the systems in your body. It's incredibly intelligent. 
Yes, that's exactly right. And, and yoga teaches us so much, and I, particularly uh, in terms of building new habits, like building new neural pathways uh, by doing that practice. And also by, there's, there's some poses in yoga that are quite frightening to do. When I say frightening, gosh, that sounds pretty dramatic. But, you know, like headstand or something like that can feel incredibly scary for the first mm. time when you're doing it or, or balancing type poses because mm. there's always that thing, oh, am I going to fall? Am I going to hurt myself? But we learn in yoga because of the way it's taught, it's taught kind of in a step-by-step progressive way. Like we don't go into a class and everyone just gets into headstand. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. something that, you know, you, usually if you're working with a good teacher, you'll over maybe the four to six weeks prior be working specifically on the muscles that you need to be able to activate to get into that safely. And, and it, what it does, it takes you on that journey, but also at the same time, it helps you build confidence and build um, a sense of being able to challenge yourself, but also feeling like you are held in a way and that you are supported. And I think that's what's something that's really great about yoga is you can keep it really safe if that's where you need to be at that time you can be really safe in your yoga practice and that at other times you want to may want to be really challenged mm. and that's there for you as well and i think both of those elements have uh value and can uh really help people in their daily lives yeah definitely i um yeah i was doing my physical practice for a number of years but it's very stop start and then uh, when i did start going consistently um, when I wasn't well, it was yeah, just a space to rest. And then, um, you know, I felt as I slowly got better, um, so did my like my practice was stronger. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, it was really interesting when I look at it. And um, it, yeah, there is a connection between your practice and then how you live out in the world and what you need. Yes, totally. Yeah. And I and I found that absolutely myself um Mm. with my own yoga journey but thank you so much roxy Mm. for coming and sharing your story i i always love hearing about how people what what people have done to bring themselves to yoga and then particularly when you get inspired to do teacher training as you have been i just i just feel like oh gosh there's so much to learn from that and so much that that you get for yourself in doing that, but also what you can share with other people. So I really thank you for sharing your story and hopefully someone's found that really valuable to, to listen to that, you know, you can move forward and come out of um, depression and anxiety in a really positive way in the way that you have, and that there is something very, very uh, inspiring and positive on the other side. But yeah, you do need to get help and you do need to not ignore what's going on and need to understand and I guess connect in with what's going on in your body and your mind and take steps to actually get assistance with making sure there's a balance there and a balance Mm -hmm. in life. But I know that you have just launched your website and you've created some beautiful videos. So can you tell us where people can find you, Roxy? Yeah, no worries. Uh, my my website is roxyislayyoga.com and uh, people can sign up to receive five 
videos, yoga videos are that go through key poses and also links out to um, blogs and um, a meditation download as well to support people in their day-to-day life, yeah, with um, mental health and wellness training. Brilliant. That's awesome, Roxy. And I'll pop that in the show notes as well so that um, people can just use the link to come and find you and the beautiful resources that you've created for them. So thanks again, Roxy, for coming on the show today. And I look forward to seeing you on the mat soon. Thank you so much for the chance to chat. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks, Roxy. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.